Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. As always, we appreciate you being here. And we've got a fun trip report in store for you today to kick off another great week. Lister Faison is here from Seattle, Washington to talk about his home park. That's right, his home destination of Walt Disney World. And we talk about why that is and not Disneyland, even though he's based out of the West Coast. And we talk about his recent trip just last month down to Walt Disney World to explore all four theme parks. And we talk a little bit about flower and garden, some pro tips for getting around Epcot this season for this festival and taking his daughter for the very first time and just a lot of fun time in the parks. He was at Walt Disney World for 16 days. So it's a very unique take, and I think you're really going to enjoy today's trip report. Don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We are standing by to help you plan an amazing Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. Our services are absolutely free to you. You don't pay anything extra, and you get concierge-level service each and every time. All you need to do is drop by the magicforless.com today, fill out that free, no-obligation quote form, and an agent will get back to you right away. And if you mention the Be Our Guest podcast, that quote will come to me, and you and I will be planning that trip together, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So drop by the magicforless.com today. Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. That one extra click really does help us out. So please use it as often as you can, beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And finally, thank you so very much to our patrons. You allow us to put this show out three to four times a week all around the world, and we could not do this without you. Our patrons also get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to get in on that, come on over. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2061 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. Hope you had a great one wherever the show finds you here in the United States or around the world. And hey, Be Our Guest Podcast lizards, that's right. We are traveling this week. Yes, it is another Run Disney Weekend heading straight at us coming up this uh coming weekend we have the spring surprise with the uh let's see we have the expedition everest 5k coming our way at night how about that i'm not running that one uh but i, I kind of missed that one but we're doing the race for the taste 10k i am in that one anything that says taste i'm uh, all for that and then the tower of terror 10 miler and i'll be there on the course for that one as well so safe travels to everybody down to florida if you're heading down i'll see you there and be careful this week. Don't push it. Don't go trying to set land speed records on those final training runs and don't walk under ladders and just easy, easy. You don't want to get hurt the week before the race. So we'll see you there and we'll be posting a lot of pictures and all that for everybody that is not going. And uh, congratulations, everybody who got into the wine and dine race weekends for November. That happened about a week ago now and that stress is uh, behind us and, uh, you know, just about in time to get ready for to get stressed for a marathon weekend here very soon. It never ends. So today we are going to give you a fun trip report, a long trip, and we're going to have a kind of a different take on things today. Heading up to Seattle, home of Drew Locke, the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks now with my good friend Faison. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for joining us today. 
Good. How are you? I'm glad to have you on the show. So how are things out on the West Coast uh, this Monday? Things are good. Um, sun's starting to come out. Um, flowers are blooming, so it's good. Um, love, love, love springtime. It is, it, you, you got to be careful because like um, in Seattle, at least, there's a period of time where you, you are tempted to put away your jackets, <laughs> but, then, but then the rain comes down. Um, so it's, we're kind of in that period where like the next couple of weeks are going to be like that. Yeah. If you notice, I'm in the big, thick magic for less pullover today because two, two weeks ago it was 85 here in St. Louis. And right now outside it's 44 and rain and they said it might switch over to snow tonight. So we're, we're in that transition too. It's like, it teases you. I almost took the doors off the Jeep the other day and now they're talking snow flurries. So yeah, I, I I feel you. (laughs) I thought it always rained up there every day though. Is that just a myth or does it rain? That's what we tell the the, the people to keep them out. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that Seattle in the summertime is, is beautiful. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. So before we hop into this trip report, we got a lot to talk about today. Tell me about your Disney fandom, because we were talking before we started recording. And I think you have a very interesting story because we just mentioned you're in Seattle, Washington on the West Coast. Yet you consider Walt Disney World your home theme parks, even though, you know, Disneyland's right there on the West Coast. So how did you yeah. get into all this and then kind of give us that backstory? Because I find that fascinating. Yeah, so um, we back after we after we uh, my wife and I graduated from uh, from college, uh, we were living in the East Coast for a year, and um, there was a big snowstorm, and we decided to take a trip down to Orlando um, because we hadn't gone we hadn't gone in in ages um, before that, and so we went to Disney World and did you know n- not too much planning at all. It was a last minute trip, but we ha- it was a, it was a good time. So when we moved back to Seattle. Uh, we we went back to Disney World after our, our for our honeymoon, and then it kind of just it, it kind of just uh, cascaded from there. Where you know we looked at how much were we paying for tickets. Well, then how much do annual passes cost? And the difference wasn't really that much. And, you know, hey, let's just go one more time. We're probably gonna go one more time. Let's go get annual passes. And so when you, and then you're kind of in this cycle of like, well, well yeah, get, get that annual pass worth it. And so yeah, being on the West Coast, Disneyland was closer, but we had tickets to Disney World, so we just kept on going there. Nice. So it, it is interesting, though, how that happened, because I would find that that would probably be very unusual being where you guys are from. So what's the I'd imagine maybe folks in your community, maybe have friends that go down to Disneyland. Do they are they very surprised that you guys go all the way across the country to Florida that often? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to to Florida that often and also just Disney parks that that often, <laughs> um, you know, that, that, that person, I'm that person in the office. So let me ask you this, though. What is it about maybe just the Disney parks in general, but Walt Disney world in particular that, that has you coming back. Is it the variety? Is it the escapism? There's usually something different for everybody, but uh, you know, how would you, do, what do you tell your, your coworkers and so forth? It is a little bit of escapism. It's, you don't have to think about a lot of things, right? You don't have to think about, you know, um, you know, what's, what's that restaurant that we have to try out because it's, it's all just, you kind of know um, that everything's going to be pretty good. Um, it's going to, you know, things are going to be clean. Things are going to be kind of, um, set up for you. You don't have to plan an itinerary like you would if you go to a different city or a different country or, you know, where, you know, where are you going to stay? Um, there's a little bit of that, but in general, you're going to make, there's no real bad choices, right? You're not going to come back and like, oh man, we, you know, we, we had a real bad time. Um, you know, we could, we could have eaten this or that. We could have stayed here versus there. It's, it's, they're different flavors. They're different like uh, spectrums of good, right? Yeah. Like uh, staying at a, at, in a, in a Disney park. 
So let me ask you this, and this might come into play a little bit later this week on some of the future podcasts that we're talking about, but I'm just curious, since you are on the West Coast, yeah. and you do also go to Disneyland, but you still consider yeah. Walt Disney World your home park, which is kind of interesting, but so if, if somebody were based, somebody that goes to Walt Disney World often, but also travels to Disneyland, like what advice would you offer them, or what is... What's kind of that that difference between the two parks? Because you are on the West Coast, yet you go to Florida, so you have, you know, really strong backgrounds in both destinations. Yeah. So what what would you say to somebody that's going to one or the other for the first time? It's uh, Disneyland is a lot more intimate, so it, the the streets are, are are you know are a little bit closer together. Attractions are a little bit closer together. Um, you can see um, you can see the castle. Um, it's it, you know, it that's a little it's it's smaller, but it's closer. You know, it's closer to you. Park hopping is super easy. Right, um, you know, you're you're just steps across the Esplanade, so you can you can easily buy, you know, um, buy like a two or three day ticket, and be able to be able to visit both parks multiple times in the in the in, in those you know limited number uh, uh, tickets. Um, there's just a lot of it feels like there's a lot of things that you can that you can do in a in a in a, in a small physical area in in the Disneyland Resort. So let me ask you this real quick, and then we'll hop into your trip. So, what what is your like one or two top things to do at Disneyland? At Disneyland in particular, then we'll hop to the world. Yeah, um, Indiana Jones, Fantasmic, and some churros. Churros never wrong answer. All right, yeah, oh, noted. Okay, so let's talk about your trip. So we have a long trip to talk about. So give us how this trip came together. When did you go down? Some particulars. Who did you travel with? That kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, we went for ten days over the span of two two and a half weeks. Um, and, um, it was my wife and my, and my daughter, my daughter's first trip. So my wife and I have gone there, you know, plenty of times beforehand. It was originally going to be in 2020, but then there was a certain event that happened, pushed it out to, um, uh, we scheduled it out to, uh, to late 21. Another version of that event was spiking up. And then, um, and then we finally were trying to project out and we went, um, mid was it, it was end of February into March is what we ended up deciding on. And thankfully that that trip happened so let me ask you this because you guys travel quite a quite frequently across the country flights so yeah. is it something you do a red eye is it what do you offer somebody that because you guys do this often like what's the best advice to get across the country the most efficient way or the most because now flights are getting so expensive and all kinds of stuff what, what kind of factors do you think about so two answers so before we had our before we had our daughter and which was my wife and i we would do a red eye we would do a red eye um, we would land we would check into our hotel and we would go typically into like Hollywood studios or, um, in, you know, or, or an Epcot or something. Um, now with our daughter, uh, red eye really wasn't an option we wanted to risk. And so we took a morning flight, it landed in the evening. Um, and I will say about that, about that, this particular flight that we had, um, I hear people ask about like, you know, what, what should we do on the day that we land? Um, how should we, you know, uh, what ADR should we go on like the day we land? Um, I will say that you Try not to make too. Um, try not to make such time-sensitive uh, uh, arrangements on your travel day because yes. we ended up sitting on the tram rack for ninety minutes. Yep. And that would have eaten into you know we would have to have that discussion like oh do we just eat this do we move things out and, and yeah. so yeah. I, th I think it's great advice, and I tell it to my guests all the time. I say don't plan anything for your travel day because the thing is, even if you make it. You're going to be stressing while you're sitting on the plane. You have no control of it, but you can't help it as a human. You're going to worry, are we going to make it? And the thing is, it's just adding stress to the day where, you know what, on your travel day, just kind of grabbing something at your food court, or if you're lucky, go to a theme park, grab something counter service. 
just ease into the trip and then have your ADRs the the first full day that you're there because I think that's such great advice. That's why I love these Monday shows because again, that just takes it just the last thing you want to have is stress and travel. Yeah. If you have enough, so I mean, you're, you're traveling across the country with your young child. You don't need to try to make you know an eight thirty dinner time. You know when you have to cover you know twenty five hundred miles and eight thousand factors between you and yeah. there. It's crazy. That's a good fact. Good, a good thing. Okay, so now you stayed off site. So talk to us about that decision to do that for this trip because you, you guys were down there for an extremely long time. I think you said sixteen days. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so a couple of things, couple of factors that went into it was just the um, uh, we we wanted a one bedroom um, because for our daughter uh, she has a routine for like for sleeping. She just graduated to to sleeping in a big girl bed, and so she doesn't sleep in a crib and she doesn't sleep with mom and dad anymore, right? So. She, we put her down in her own room, and so instead of having a sleeping in a in a in a, in a typical uh, typical guest room, just wouldn't have been comfortable for anybody involved. So we we decided that staying off site, you know, one bedroom kind of fit our our needs. Okay, so let's talk um, pros and cons on that because I think a lot of our audience is used to staying on site. I only stay on site. There's a lot of advantages. It's like being in the bubble. But what did you yeah. find that was different this time for you? So it definitely is further, right? So you do have to, you know, you, you get in the, you, so you are relying on a car, right? So there, so there is that. Um, so those are, those, those are some of the, some of the cons, um, you know, you staying on site, you are you're within the bubble. So you have access to possibly a Skyliner or a monorail or some of the, the, the Disney transportation. So you have that going for you there. Um, but again, you know, the, the rooms, um, outside of a, a, a handful of selections, um, those one bedrooms just weren't within our budget. Um, yeah. So no, no problem. Let's go. Cool. Okay. So l- let's, let's hop in though. You had so much time there. Yeah. So how did you structure your days driving in, deciding what days yeah. to go? Like, what? It, it remind me at the end. I kind of want to ask like what you did outside. Cause you were offside. So you might've done some other things outside of Walt Disney world around property. But, yeah. um, what were some of the highlights as far as getting into the parks? And cause you had, I mean, I've gone for a long time, but I've never gone that long. <laughs> so yeah. how, how'd it go? Yeah, so um, so some of the highlights were uh, seeing my daughter's re- reaction on so uh, seeing my daughter's reaction uh, on the ferry boat into into uh, Magic Kingdom, uh, seeing that castle just kind of just appear nice. off the off the thing, um, and just that that whole experience. Um, I will say that my back before my daughter, my wife and I, um, we could care less about the TTC and all that no that overhead getting into into the Magic Kingdom. Um, we just want to get into. That's why we like the other parks. A little bit more because it's so much easier to get into. Yes, um, but just watching her, you know, just see that castle come up and that whole just that whole reveal, that entrance, that was fun. So um, yeah. let me just have you there real quick. I didn't even think to ask you this though. So this was her first trip to Walt Disney World. Yeah, her first trip to Disney World. Yeah. So I remember the first time we took Mallory. Now she was a lot younger. She was six months old because it was uh, crazy. But I mean, they're, they're actually they're easier to handle at six months than like two when she was like yeah. mobile. It was like crazy. Yeah. Um, so so did you do the thing I did? I mean I. I had been to Walt Disney World so many times and I was comfortable with going to the destination, but it was like, I was researching like things like the best stroller and the best, uh, you know, like everything I had to pack, like the diaper bag and the, you know, what do I, do I need to bring like this kind of formula so we can, I mean, was, what was that like going for the first time where you're, you're, you know, taking this young child and you got to remember all the necessities. You're not just worried about, I got to bring in, you know, extra credit cards so I can eat all my churros. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hey, uh, so we uh, we did research on um, on on a on a more comfortable stroller. Uh, so we had we had um, a stroller before before the trip, and um, uh, we did some research. And there was 
there's some different like umbrella strollers that just fold super easily that can be pushed around with with, with, like, with like one wrist. Yep. Um, and I, yeah, I, um, I spent I spent like 250 bucks on an umbrella stroller, but we used it for 10 years, almost 10 yeah. years. Like it was, yeah. it, it's still going. Like we gave it off to a family member and it's still like a tank. It was, I couldn't believe that I spent that much because you could buy it for yeah. like 20 at Walmart, but it was yeah. the best thing I ever did because the wheels were all great. I could boom, put it down in one hand, get on a bus. Yeah. The, the one, yeah. One hand to collect. Yeah. Oh that, man. It's lightweight. So like when you have to hop on, <laughs> hop on a transportation yes. thing, you know, you're not, lugging something and holding baby right it's yes it's it's it, it, it pays itself off yes it, you know there might be some sticker shock but it pays for itself <laughs> yeah you see you see what and the thing was because i was like you like when when we registered when we you know we found out we're heaven mallory of course i drive a jeep wrangler so we go to the i think it's out of business our babies are us or something and we you know got the gun you're going around scanning everything and so we registered for this big old stroller and it's like it's made by jeep like like <laughs> like it had yeah. big old like rolly tires and so we took that to the mall like three times. Like this thing is a beast. And we had a, a suburb a trailblazer. This thing was huge. We could throw it in the back, but it was just huge. And you see like one or two dads or moms getting on a bus at park closing and they're trying to, you know, we got the Jeep yeah. stroller and they're trying to jam that thing. Like I just told Pam, I was like, that is not going to be me. If I got to pay extra to get a small umbrella store, but it, it had to be something she could lay back in, had to be something that was covered. I mean, there were certain things we had to have, but yeah. it checked off all the boxes. Yeah. And again, you, you're exactly like you said, it, it paid for itself many times. I was not that guy. So <laughs> it was fine. So, all right. So you get there, she kind of sees the castle and that's kind of what it's all about as, as a parent. I mean, that is really what it's about. So, so walk us through some of those times in the parks though. I mean, that had to be really special. Yeah. So, um, so, um, so we came into the park. Uh, the very first thing we did was uh, meet Mickey in town square. We've, we've never done as a, as a couple, but took Mia in there and um had that interaction had those smiles and um um unfortunately they didn't have photopass in that location so we just had our cell phone pictures there um but we did purchase photopass for the trip and um that was a good purchase because there's these you know the people are, are just stationed all across the parks and stuff um and just come out with some great pictures uh you know in, with the castle in the background with you know sitting with the 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 the, the bench with uh with roy and and Minnie there um it's it's it was it was great and um so so seeing seeing uh seeing mickey seeing the the cavalcades and the and then eventually on the last day the parade when that started up again mm -hmm. um so seeing the cavalcades um again the bite-sized piece of those cavalcades i really liked i really enjoyed that was the first time that i've been there since the cavalcades rolled out instead of having you know uh, uh such you know uh you know investing yourself in a, in a long parade i really like those cavalcades I think they're really good for kids too, especially the younger kids, because, you know, kids are like, oh, well, you know, I don't want to hang out here for 28 minutes, you know, boom, I see the characters wave to them. What are we doing next? And yeah. I think adults too. Yeah. <laughs> I think Disney's learned it, that. Yeah, no, it was, um, it, it was, it was just, just uh, seeing, it was just great to see like her reaction to that. And then we went over to, uh, to um, the speedway and she got to drive the car there, which was, you know, which was, which was awesome. You know, she felt like, you know, she'd been, you know, she, you know, she's playing an active role in this. It was, it was good. It's cool. I didn't ask you this, but were you guys using GD plus? Yeah. So we did, we did the day by day GD plus mm -hmm. instead of, um, for the whole trip. And so for the very first day, we kind of just getting the lay, a lay of the land and kind of see if we needed GD plus. And so we didn't do that the very first day. Um, and we were trying to take advantage of the, of the time zone situation, um, where we we're running on West coast time. So there, so the fireworks wasn't really too big of a deal for Mia. And so, you know, let's see if we can, let's see if we can stretch out the day, get the fireworks in, but just situations and stuff, we ended up um, canceling and we ended up kind of booking it, booking it from, uh, from Magic Kingdom that day, just a lot, of, a lot of stimulation um, and just, 
um, just the the whole environment and stuff. So uh, we ended up calling it quits about about halfway through and went back to the hotel that very first day, which um, which I'm glad that we had the time to do that. Right, we had extra days on the on, on the trip to make that call of like you know let's just let's just you know come out ahead and then we'll 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 come back to Magic Kingdom later. Right. And you had such a long time and I mean no reason to push it on day one. And that, yeah. that's why you have that time. And it just that's I think that's the biggest lesson that people and it it's so hard to do when you're there, especially if you don't have the blessing of going as often as like you and I get to go, is that yeah. You know, it, 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 some people, I think, just they're going to they, they just feel like they have to power through a day at a theme park. And yeah. I think that's the worst thing you can do because you're just either you're too hot, you're too tired, you don't feel well. And when you're powering through, you're not having fun. You're just kind of enduring the experience. Yeah. And I understand you've paid money for tickets and you're there. But sometimes just to go back to the hotel, take a nap, jump in the pool, cool off, maybe get a shower, yeah. change of clothes and have a reset and then maybe go back at seven or eight o'clock at night or the next day. It, it can save a vacation. And I think sometimes you just have to cut your losses and, and restart. I mean, that sounds like that's kind of what you decided to do. Yeah. Um, prior to us leaving though, we, um, we did do a couple of things. We did, uh, we did purchase a popcorn bucket, which is the first time that we've ever, that we've done, purchased a popcorn bucket. And let me tell you that thing pays for itself. Yes. We, we buy that. We don't even buy the super expensive one. We buy just the bucket bucket. Mallory buys it, you know, just like, it looks like a bucket, not the, yeah. not the collectible one. And we right. were right. When we buy at the beginning of the trip, we, we probably fill that thing 20 times during the trip. Yeah. Yeah. We were, yeah. We, we were bringing <laughs> all the parks, refilling it multiple times and just keeping her busy, you know, keeping her like, you know, um, you know, instead of, you know, so she's not getting hangry and stuff and just, you know, feeding her while she, you know, between meals and stuff. Um, we did also eat at Crystal Palace before we, before we headed out for, for lunch. Um, one of the things with Mia is that she has allergies. Mm -hmm. And so, um, Crystal Palace made it super easy to know which, which foods were allergy friendly, which foods had, you know, X, Y, and Z in them and which ones didn't. Um, it was, it was really surprising to, to have that. They had, a, they had a physical, they had a physical menu of like, you know, these things have eggs or milks and, you know, or nuts in them. And these things are all, are all clear. And so it was props to, uh, to Crystal Palace. And there's some other places in this trip report that I'll, you know, that, that had a super clear allergy menu. It was really friendly. So in general, for folks that are going down that maybe have a situation similar to yours with somebody with an allergy, do you speak to the person at the check-in podium or do you talk to your waiter waitress or do you talk to, yeah. do they have a chef come out? Like wh what's the kind of protocol to get that done so everybody's safe? Yeah. So, um, so you do that on your, first of all, you do that on your ADR. If you, if you have an ADR, there's some checkboxes you can check. Um, but yeah, you, um, the, the, if you have that on your ADR, the, the person that you check in with, they'll just confirm that. And then the person that's uh, that's waiting your table will confirm that too. Take some notes. Um, in the case of some of these buffets and family style places, they just um, they have a physical menu for you, so you can order off of that. And some places, um, you know, and some of them do offer to have the chef come out and talk to you. But like I said, Crystal Palace was super clear. We didn't need to have a chef come out to us. It was it was um, you know super easy to read what was allergy friendly, what was not, and there was kind of no gray area for places like uh, Crystal Palace and some other places. Um, there are some places uh, that some some of the walk-up places where you do have to ask because it's not listed on the app or it's not you know on the menu and stuff. So for those walk-up places, you kind of have to make a choice of like, do you do you want to wait in this line just to ask a question where you may not get what you know may not be friendly for you, um, or do you go to a sit-down place where you know you have a higher chance of getting something that's that's you know that's uh, that's for your diet. 
Okay, that's good to know, though, because, again, I love these Monday shows because they, they help me and hopefully they help a lot of other folks that could be in this situation. Maybe not today, but maybe, you know, who knows? I mean, you, I'm telling you what, you know, you, you don't know when you're going to have kids. You know, five years from now, you might be dealing with this and you're like, I'm not going to have kids. And all of a sudden you're, not, you know, you're carrying a three-year-old with you. So <laughs> just saying it happens. All right. Yeah. So, so let, let's talk about some of the other times. In the So I just want to make sure we get this on. So let's talk about the four theme parks. So let's talk about maybe... Yeah. Epcot, because yeah. with a younger child, was this a challenge? I always think Epcot's probably the hardest park with a young kid, but maybe not at that age. I don't know. Yeah, so we thought we thought so too. We thought Epcot was just going to be her sitting in the stroller while we just because food and uh, flower and garden was just starting up. So we you know while we go around the booths, um, she actually loved because um, because it was flower and garden. She loved the butterfly house. Nice. Um, she loved you know seeing the topiaries um, and. There was she loved the the land pavilion and the living with the land ride. She That's loved that ride. Best ride in Walt Disney World. I mean, the yeah. kid is smart. That is my favorite ride. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, so she she actually loved uh, she loved she loved Epcot, and you know for the options that were available to her. And I'm not sure I haven't seen this in other Flower and Gardens, but at least this one there was a couple of playground areas mm-hmm. where you could just set your kid down. They you know they have a slides. They have um, you know, places for them to kind of let their energy out. So that was available too. So, which was, which was great. Yeah. Those are, <laughs> I saw, I think it was like an onion type article on Twitter the other day where, you know, they said something like uh dad pays $10,000 for Disney vacation. Can't get kid off playground or something, <laughs> something like that. But you know what? Let your kid play for a few minutes. Come on now. Look, yeah. That's what they want. I mean, it's sad because honestly, you can pay $10,000 for a Disney vacation. You know what your kid's going to like the best is this pool pop century. I mean, that's exactly how, that's how these things go. But, you know, kids are kids. So, you know, but that's a good point. So now how were the, let me ask you this. So in, in general too, like weather and crowds, I don't even know if we mentioned when you were there. You were there recently, but uh, like, what was your time frame? Um, it was uh, March 24th through, um, through mid, uh, sorry, February 24th through mid-March. So crowds and weather uh, are pretty decent? Yeah, the crowds were, it, it was crowded. It was definitely crowded. Um, and the weather was warmer than we expected. Uh, and there, and we avoided, the, we did a pretty good job avoiding, avoiding the rain until the end. There was a couple of days where it just down, it was, it came down um, on the, on a couple of those last days there. Um, so it was your typical Florida weather though. And um, uh, on, on those other days though. Cool. All right. So anything else at Epcot? Do you guys have flower and garden going around? Yeah. You just kind of just walk around, just check out the the kind of snack around. Do you guys do any big ADRs and World Showcase or anything like that? Yeah. So we uh, so we had uh, we had an ADR uh, at, at Space Two Twenty, uh, and then uh, we did a walk up at Via Napoli, and uh, we also ate at the food booths as well. So the food booths were were super friendly for uh, to, to accommodate allergies. You know. So usually when uh, my experience with Flower and Garden is they, you know, you, you, they don't really customize the, uh, the, the offerings, but if you have allergies, you know, they'll, they'll go out of their way to, to make that allergy friendly. So they'll put something on the side for you or exclude it altogether. So that was, that was super helpful, um, to, for, for, you know, to, for, for those folks. Um, and then, yes, we, we had a, we ate at space 220, uh, because that, that's, that's new and, uh, get that experience. Uh, I will, I have a hot take on space 220. No, go for uh, it. I love hot takes. <laughs> um, the, the 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 food was for us was not super flavorful okay um and you know so we we got that experience of you know of going up the elevator and seeing my my, my daughter was was geeking out on on like the uh, the 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 astronauts in the on the window flying around <laughs> and their little uh their little space uh skateboards and and also so so we had a, a good time was had 
Um, but for our most expensive trip, uh, uh, most expensive meal of the trip, I would say, you know, probably one and done for us. Yeah, we're hearing that a lot. You know, I think it's it's a very neat experience, but I don't think it's very repeatable. And I'm not a food person, so I can't judge. It was just, I mean, it was fancy food to me and it tasted fine. But again, I can't, I'm not, I'm a terrible judge of food. So I'll <laughs> take your word for it over mine. Some people love it. And it's, it's. I think it's just different strokes for different folks. But uh, yeah. I think everybody should try it once, though, especially Disney yeah. fans, because it is, it's more than a meal. It's an experience. It's a whole yeah. It's like dinner and a show. So let me ask you this though, one more thing, just for my benefit, because I'll be down later this week and I'll be at Epcot. So any uh, any booths that I need to not miss for Flower and Garden since that's still going on? So there was a couple booths that that, uh, that stood out to us. There's, um, I think it's called Trowel and Trellis. It's the uh, it's like it's it's a vegan booth, and so um, it, they have they have a couple of items on their on their on their menu that were that were really good. Um, their dessert was really good, and they have like a they had like a Korean uh, a dish too that was that was super good as well. Kind of bang for your buck in terms of money too. So like it was good and also like you know it, it, it was good value. And then um, the uh, the Honey Bistro I think is what it's called the the, the place that specializes with the honey things. Um, that was also good. They had like a they had like a like a three. Like they had a dessert with like three items on there, which was super good. All I right, forget I'll, the name of the, the item up there. <laughs> I'll think of you when I'm when I'm down there later this week. I'm like, yes. All right. All right. And so, I'll say um, for, for Epcot, we did uh we did do Genie Plus on one of those days. Um and I know some people have said like that um uh that Genie Plus isn't really worth it on Epcot. We kind of pictured it as an individual lightning lane, is what we pictured it as when we made our purchase, and that was for the uh, frozen ever after. And so, you know, we felt like we got our 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 value out of Genie Plus on that day, getting uh, you know using it for for Frozen Ever After, um, and then we also did an individual lightning on another day for Remy's. And so, you know, some parks you know you you have a bunch of options to use uh, Genie Plus uh, um, uh, offerings, um, and for us, you know, we that's how we just kind of thought of it. It's like you know you can use it, you know, you can think of it as fast pass for all these rides or in, individual lightning link for a special ride that you're after. Right. Now I like that because it is, you know, you can use however, however it fits your needs. Now, let me, let me ask you about Remy because brand new attraction, probably first time for you guys. And I think it's right in your demographic, you know, as young family. So what'd you think? It was fun. It was, it, it was, a, it was a fun ride. Um, it was, I, I was, we, so in, when we went to Hollywood series, we did, uh, we did the Mickey minis. We, I would put Mickey minis above Remy's, but it was still a, it was still a fun ride. I, I really liked the, the, the music in the queue. And just kind of just it was a very you know it's just a nice it was just a nice ride. Yeah, it's it's nice to have have a, a a nice ride with latest technology, but it doesn't have to flip you upside down seventeen times. And like you know, it doesn't have to push your face back. You know, like yeah. seems like every new ride has to do something like that. You know, this is just a fun dark ride that is just yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, you know, it doesn't have to you know it doesn't have to be Velocicoaster or anything like that. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, you know, it's freaky out, but it's fun. I like it. Okay, yeah. speaking of the studios, let's hop over there. So yeah. give us some highlights over there. So, um, so Hollywood Studios was, um, before, before our daughter, um, that was one of our top parks. It was, it was like one, a one B is Hollywood Studios and Epcot was before, before we had our daughter. Um, but because the rides there are, are on the more extreme side mm -hmm. and they kind of have a height, um, limit or uh, minimum. Um, so for families with kids that are below that, a certain height, like Mia was, um, well, they just cleared like the very, the very first <laughs> you know, uh, number that they have, I think 32 or whatever. Um, it, 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 it was kind of limiting. There was, you know, so we had, uh, alien sword and saucers and Mickey minis available to us and, um, and midway mania. 
but the, outside of that, there's just some, you know, there's, there's shows, but you know, uh, Tower of Terror was off limits to us. Rock and Roller Coaster right. off limits. The Star Wars rides off limit to Slinky. us. Some, you know, and, and we're, we know that uh, Child Swap is available, but we just like to experience it as a, a rise as a family. Yep. And so, um, so for us, it was, um, you know, it, she, I mean, she loved the Frozen show, right? But she loved the Frozen show. She, you know, she liked the, the, the dance party. Um, but it was kind of like, you know, we were, we ended that day pretty fast because, you know, things were just, some, certain things were just off limit to us. Right. But it sounds like, you know, she will grow into those things and that'll yeah. be kind of one of those parks where it'll be, you know, as she graduates, you know, over the next few years, like, oh my gosh, now I finally get to go on Slinky Dog, you know, and yeah. then, you know, maybe graduate up to Tower and then, you know, then yeah. all of a sudden you're riding rock and roller because I mean, Mallory rode rock and roller coaster at a pretty young age, but again, she's tall because I'm tall, but yeah, it's, it is. I mean, you're right. That, that makes sense though, because yeah, other than shows, there are quite a, you know, there's not quite a lot of attractions for for the younger crowd and i'll I'll say for um we were really attracted to the whole disney junior offering that they had in that courtyard um the mistake that we made at the beginning was let's go you know because all these all these areas are kind of off you know uh, you know we can't really take advantage of those areas let's go to disney junior along with every other family (laughs) with with short kids right and so we're we're in you know we we saw the lines for the dance party and uh, and for the character meet and read, so like let's you know let's go over let's 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 meet Olaf real quick or let's yeah. do something in this area real quick, and then we came back to the courtyard empty and we walked into the dance party and stuff. So um, for folks who have little ones, um, maybe not maybe don't make that right turn. Yes, <laughs> we come in, explore some of the other areas, and then come in you know maybe at like ten o'clock, eleven right. o'clock hour. Right, but I will say though, I mean, some of my be- my favorite pictures of Mallory is a, is like a probably a one-year-old or you know just barely old enough to like stand up i don't know how that is i can't remember but we were in that that big building there in the courtyard it was either disney junior live on stage or the dance party or something it was in that big building with the stage and at the end of the show they dropped those gold little it's kind of like on the cruise line where they drop the gold uh, mickeys and, and they oh, wow. shower down you know and stuff and it was just she danced along that whole show, but at the end they dropped those down. She's like looking up and just smiling and reaching for them, and it's just the cutest little picture. I mean, it's my kid, but you know, you always think your kid's the cutest picture in the world. But it was just one of those like it was just a happy moment at Walt Disney World. She was looking up at the stage. I want it must have been a stage show um, with like Handy Manny or somebody. I can't remember. It was a long. I mean, she's fourteen now, but it was one of those things that. And the point I'm trying to make is don't miss those opportunities when your child's young. You might say. Well, you know, we can do that next time. Well, all of a sudden you turn around and like they're too old to go into these Disney Junior things. Or I don't even think a lot of people even know about that um, that uh, that uh, Cars attraction that's down yep. behind Tower of Terror and, and Rock and Roller Coaster. I went in that one day just because, you know, I need to know what's going on there for the podcast. That's a really fun little show where Lightning McQueen comes out and kind of talks to the audience. I mean, it's I mean, from a technological point of view it's cool so yeah don't miss those. i mean i, I think you would agree with me like don't miss those opportunities because all of a sudden they're not going to want to do it they're going to be seven or eight yeah know? i mean we, we yeah we we definitely want to take advantage of the stuff that she was that you know we felt like she would she would enjoy and not that we would enjoy because mm-hmm. i mean there's <laughs> there's little overlap there but it, it, the trip was for her right so right. um and she, and she loved that frozen show we went twice we went uh we we took advantage of you know we did the um we did genie plus on one of them and then we waited in line for the one she loved the snow at the end and like yes. the, 
the the light you know the the singing and stuff it it was it was it was fun oh the frozen the frozen sing-along is great for the adults i mean because they put a little adult humor in there i mean nothing yeah, right. nothing yes, yes. you know terrible yeah. it's just it's just current events and stuff that just it's funny you know they pick on the dads and, and it's yeah. a it's a good show it's a, and they just the, the talent level of those actors and actresses is incredible so I, I just love that all right let's head to animal kingdom so over there kids always love animals but that's a huge yeah. park a lot of walking it can be really hot you mentioned it was hot anyway so how'd yeah. that go yeah, I mean, so it so it was. Um, we had we packed a uh, we packed one of those, like a stroller fan with us. It kind of has like like octopus legs, so you can wrap it around the, the stroller, but you can also hold it. So that kind of helped with with the heat and stuff. Um, but we um, so Animal Kingdom, we did we did the safari. She loved the safari. Um, so we did the the we did the genie plus for the safari, and then towards the end of the day, the lines got a little bit shorter, so we just got back on a couple more times to do the safari. Um, and you know she loved seeing all the animals that were out and you know saying hi to the animals and all that stuff um so that was fun and seeing the the lion king show even though it was it was abbreviated it was you know she still enjoyed you know having having simba come out and doing the little the, the interaction parts so that was fun and um one of the mornings we got there just in time for there's a there's a show in front of the tree of life with some like with some parrots and stuff where they uh, forget what the, what the show is called um, but they, but there's a train animal trainer up front in front of the tree of life who has, who has, you know, a, a couple of parrots in front of her and, you know, she's interacting with them. And then a whole that, crew of parrots fly right in. That is the craziest show. I've seen that a few times. That is the most remarkable show. Like those birds are unbelievable. You're yeah. so right. I, I love that, that opening show. Yeah, it was, it was, it was great. She, um, so she, she loved it. It fly right next, <laughs> right through you. Right. Um, so, so that was, that was amazing. And then um, met Kevin, which was which was fun, mm-hmm. and she loved the boneyard area. The there's like there's like that rock there's like there's like like a sand pit area yep. connects to the boneyard. She loved that. So we you know so we paid whatever money that we did to get into Animal Kingdom. Yeah, she loved. <laughs> that little sand pit. That playground, I'm telling you, that playground over there at Animal Kingdom is the best one. It, it, I'm tell, that thing is huge. That slide is, yeah. and that like cargo net thing. I remember because when Mallory was little, we. I mean, there's, you can't get out because there's like a cast member watching so kids can't escape. And like, you, you know, I, I think I sat, there's like a fake Jeep or something in there. I sat on there and was messing around. But like, we looked up like, where's Mallory? And like, I remember I had to crawl around. I was like, dude, this thing is huge. I mean, I'm 6'3", trying to get up. She was way at the top. But it, it's a fun little playground. So if your kid wants to blow off steam, that's, that is the best one is over at Animal it Kingdom. Is. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's a great place for them to blow off some energy. We, um, and uh, another place is the the animal walk or the, the one of the trails mm-hmm. and specifically like the aviary aviary in there where you know birds just come up to you or they're walking around on the ground and you're just walking around and that was also fun getting up close with with the animals with with the birds there that was that was super cool i would bet only 10 percent of the people go to animal kingdom do the trails because i didn't do the trails for years and now i do them every trip because they are fun they're, they're i mean that's kind of the purpose of the park yeah she loved the, you know taking taking the the train over to the uh, animal planet or the, the, the animal planet watch or Rafiki's planet watch. Um, that was, that was, that was fun. Um, you know, seeing, uh, seeing the animals there and being able to pet the animals too. Cause they're, you know, once you know, they cause, cause they can leave their areas and you know, you can, you can pet them and it was, it was great. Um, yeah. yeah. So she, she, she loved that. All right. So we've kind of hit the major parks. Let, let's talk a little dining. You mentioned space Two Twenty, and you rank some of your dining here from what you said was like your lower to your top ADRs for the trip. 
Uh, starting yeah. with space, we talked about that. You went to the high end with Topolinos with a bunch of them in between. Maybe yeah. just hit a couple of those that kind of uh, you'd like to speak about that maybe, you know, either on the low end or the high end that you just think would be uh, worth discussing here. So we really enjoyed the meal at Tusker House. Um, we hadn't dined there in a while, so we didn't, we forgot kind of what to expect, but we were, we were, we were, we really enjoyed our meal. In fact, we booked another Tusker House reservation on our, on another Animal Kingdom day because of that. Um, and uh, Boma was, is, is delicious. Yes. We, we didn't, so we, we go to, to Boma, they have a certain item on their, on their menu. It's, it's an oxtail stew on their menu. And it's only on select days. We happened to not. We happened to go on the day that they didn't have it, so we had to book another day <laughs> that they did serve it, um, just to get to just to get that fixed. Um, so yeah, so Boma Tusker House uh, were really good. Fifties is always good. Um, I mean, in, in general, things think, uh, things you know, the ADR, you know, the the re- the restaurants are, are are pretty good. The only the only knock was, you know, maybe it was just high expectations for us on the space two twenty part. Um, that, that, you know, that was about it. So let me ask um, you, let me ask you though about Topolinos though with a younger child because we get this question a lot you know as far as the the more upscale restaurants taking a younger child was that was she fine with that I mean how did you were you comfortable with that and and how was the overall experience Yeah so it was it, so the experience was fine uh, you know we we liked the the character the the character meal is it Oh, oh you guys breakfast? went for breakfast. yeah it's only breakfast okay so you guys did breakfast okay so that's a lot different vibe than like dinner okay yeah okay so go ahead yeah, yeah. And so, um, so we love, love, you know, love interacting with the characters, having them come around and then they do a little, they do a little dance at the end. So she was, she was into it. Um, and I, we were, we were a little bit, uh, scared that we wouldn't be able to get in because on our way, on our drive into Topolino's, we were looking at, there's a, there's a dress code that's associated with that. So we're like, oh no, we're just, we're just having, we just have t-shirts on and jeans. Like they can let us in. Um, so we just rolled the dice and, you know, we saw people with, 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 with t-shirts on. So we're like, okay, we're, we're in the clear here. Um, but no, it was um, you know the, the the view was good. Good. Uh, the food was okay. Um, just to be honest, you know the food was food was was all right. You're you're paying for the for the character meal at least for breakfast, and so we got you know we, we got that out of you know we we definitely got that. Um, and and then being able to ride the uh, the Skyliner at the end of the at the at the end of breakfast, which is kind of like a ride in itself. We yes, feel like yes. Um, you know there there's that takeoff that you know that that little speedy takeoff, and then there, there's that there's that that landing that, you know, they <laughs> hold on <laughs> Yeah, the first time. Cause I was, I went down the, the weekend it opened. I was, I was one of the first ones on it. Like on the launch day, I stayed at pop yeah. century. I was like in line, you know, super early. I'm total Disney geek going because I was pumped for the Skyliner. And I remember we came in that first station. I'm like, this thing's coming in hot. Like I thought I was going to hit that thing. <laughs> I was like, whoa, and it does that. I thought it was like malfunctioning, but I mean, that's how it does every time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. we're coming in hot. Yeah. But yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah, no, it was uh, it, you know, so so that was good. Um, and and I, and the whole top tier, bottom tier is really just you know just from what I hear on you know people how they rank them and how some how some people rank some places, you know, quote unquote lower or you know higher. It's all just it's all it's all individual, right? You know, yeah, you totally. Know, so. You know, some people don't like fifties. We love fifties. So you know? I'm with you. So fifties is my jam. Some people are like, man, yeah. I've done fifties too many times. And I'm like, I could go there all the time. Just have meatloaf or fried chicken. I'm good. You know, but I will say it. for ADRs though, um, we we weren't super on top of it for ADRs. So we we just took what was available to us at the beginning. But just keep checking. You know, things come available. And so you know, we didn't have anything on our like you know like these are our go tos. So we we you know. We didn't get those on on the on the initial bookings, but kept ch- kept checking, kept checking. You know, fifties came up, or um, uh, be our guest came up, and so 
you know, so Liberty Tree came up. And so, you know, keep checking over time. It'll come up. Okay, so I got to put this out there because I want to repeat what you just said, because a lot of our listeners freak out if they don't get everything by 605, 60 days out, you know, because I get it. I mean, you want everything you want right then. Like we just want to have it locked in. But these are the restaurants they ate at. So Space, Boma 50s, Be Our Guest, Sanaa, Tusker House, Liberty Tree and Topolino's without having zero on the first day. So they didn't starve and they ate at the best places. It can happen. (laughs) I always tell everybody, have faith. You still you still have 60 days. If you don't get them, yeah. it's if you don't get them in the first hour, you still have yeah. 60, 59 days and 23 hours. You yeah. got time. You got time. We'll, we'll work on it. So, you know, that's great. So we're just about out of time, but I want to ask you just a couple more things. So you guys were staying offsite. So you had the opportunity to maybe do, did you guys do anything outside of Disney while you were down there to kind of supplement things or just kind of hang out at the hotel? Yeah, not too much. Um, you know, we, we went to a, to a vegan restaurant just so Mia can have like a full menu to, to eat off of. Um, but for most part, we kind of stayed in that, you know, at, you know, within a Disney Buzz Bowl, as much of the, of the Disney Buzz Bowl as you could, going to Springs, um, you know, going to a couple of the of the, uh, the uh, resorts uh, to, to, for food there, you know, like you mentioned Sanaa. Um, and, you know, so like, yeah, so we, we, were, we were able to kind of find ourselves, even though we were outside, we were able to find ourselves within the bubble most of the time. Cool. That's that's how I like to be. I'm, I'll be down for cheerleading. We're staying at Disney Holiday Inn, Disney Springs. Which, again, I didn't make the decisions, and I don't say a word because cheer moms are have opinions, and I'm not getting in the middle of nine different squads of cheer moms. I'm just like, nope. Tell me where I'm staying. That's where I'm doing. So, <laughs> so I just uh, walk my little self over to Earl of Sandwich every morning, get my breakfast burrito, and then just go where people tell me. So it's fine. Um, but I would prefer to be on site and I'll try to stay in the bubble as much as possible. Now, let me ask you this as we kind of wrap up. So looking down, you were there for such a long time. Is there kind of one moment or one kind of memory that you're going to have from this trip? You kind of mentioned that, that ferry boat ride in, but was there one particular night you're going to remember one scene, yeah. something like that? Oh yeah. Um, it was our, it was our last night in the, and that was at, at, at magic kingdom. Um, just a little bit, a little background. Um, that was one of the rainy days, um, and so um, we had we had some Genie Plus reservations, and they were all they all turned into the Anytime reservations, and so we it ended up being um, we had four Anytimes um, at, to close out Magic Kingdom that uh, on our on our last night. So we did Dumbo, um, we did Dumbo, Jungle Cruise, Aladdin, and um, and I think we made I think Fill Our Magic or something, and you know. We didn't go back, you know. We didn't go zig- zigzagging around the park. We, the sequence was out of order, um, but we had we had those those anytime. So we were able to tap in, do, do those rides, and then we were able to actually. We didn't want to stick around for the fireworks on our on our very last night and you know deal with the crowds leaving leaving the park. So uh, we were heading out of the parks. We were looking at the clock. It was like you know, it was like seven fifty something. Oh man, let's you know, let, let, let's head out before other people get the same idea too. And it was like seven fifty nine or something, and then fireworks started, and we were we were we were in like the main concourse area. Uh, you know, right, right outside the ticket booths uh, for for Magic Kingdom, we saw the fireworks come out. Nobody in front of us, right? Um, we were able to walk towards the, you know, kept on walking towards the ferry boat, still seeing the fireworks. Got on the ferry boats. They had the music piped in. You know, Mia was able to. Nobody else was on the ferry boat. They, you, know, you, you listen to right. the music. You're seeing the fireworks all to yourself. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was awesome. The timing of everything, kind of leading up to that end of the night with the fireworks at the end, was great. It's like everything aligned for the end of your trip there. You know, it's almost like yeah. Walt Disney World was sending you home with, you know, it was like the ultimate kiss goodnight, you know, like you don't yeah. have to fight the crowds and hear some fireworks to kind of send you back to Seattle. It was great. 
Oh, that's awesome. Hey, thank you so much for taking the time. It's a great way to start a week, and hopefully it's a sunny one, not a rainy one. I won't get your secret out up there in Seattle. And again, take good care of Drew. He's a good guy. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. So uh, we'll have to talk after your next year, but uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. All right. Don't forget today's show always brought to you by the magic for less travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning uh, uh, needs at the Walt Disney world, Disneyland, Disney cruise line, or adventures by Disney. We're standing by right now to help you out. So just drop by the magic mention the show and you and I'll be planning that trip together again over at the magic Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. Be our slash Amazon. That one extra click really does help us out. So please bookmark it and use it as often as you can be our slash Amazon. And thank you again to our patrons who support the show, allow us to put this out three to four times a week all around the world. We could not do this without you. So come on over and check it out because you get a bonus show every week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. Just join us over at patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on social media, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at be our guest Mike. You can also subscribe to the show on Facebook and YouTube. You'll find out every time we go live. And if you don't mind, Give us a like and uh, a rating and a review and all that good stuff over on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us out. And if you have already, thank you so much for that. Finally, no live show this Sunday night. I know, I know, but I'll be at Walt Disney World. So sorry. So will Scott. And uh, we'll be wrapping up the uh, spring surprise weekend, but we'll be back again the following Sunday night to talk about all the latest happenings in the Disney community, in the Disney world, and talk about the races and all that good stuff. And Lots of fun phone calls, I'm sure. So uh, one weekend off, so do something on this Sunday night with your friends and family. Go get some ice cream, and we'll reconvene a week from this Sunday night to, to take your calls. All right, we are going to get out of here, and I wish you a wonderful, wonderful week. Let's make it a great one again. Safe travels to everybody. Headed down to Walt Disney World for the spring surprise. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.